You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, September 17th. Happy Friday to all of my beautiful listeners out there in, uh, well, I, I was going to say the Metro Detroit area, but I know for a fact that I have, uh, I have some faithful listeners across the, uh, across the country there. So, uh, actually, a couple, in, uh, a couple out, of, out of the country, too. We're, we're global, baby. We're global. Uh, so, so, happy Friday. We will be recapping uh, Thursday night's matchup against the Tampa Bay Rays at, uh, at Tropicana Field. Objectively, a a bad stadium, but that's okay. Uh, you know, that's okay. That's all right. The you know, twenty nine other fan bases complain about our stadium too. Not because it's hideous and gross and impossible to get to, and is the reason why no fans show up, and you know, disgusting, but because of the field dimensions, you know, a lot, a lot different. Comerica's beautiful, but, uh, but yeah, still, you know, objectively not, not a, not a great field and we drop it. We drop this one two to five to kick off this, uh, this four game series against the Rays. Um, look, I mean, the Rays are, this is a damn good team and this game really highlighted that. It, it not only highlighted how good the Rays are, but how far away kind of we still are from being on that same level. I think they this is a this is a damn good team with a damn good coaching staff and a, a really smart manager that that listens to the correct people when involving like game plan and analytics and all that kind of stuff. And they they have a hell of a game plan and they execute it better than I, I mean. I'll be damned if they don't execute it better than anyone in baseball. So we're going to go over the offense. We're going to go over the pitching, as we always do. And then in the final segment, we will uh, we'll wrap, up, wrap up the week, talk about the rest of the season, uh, talk about the Mud Hens a little bit. We can call it a, a mini prospect Friday, but we're still mostly going to do a, a normal show here today. Uh, so the offense was quiet. Um this is a game in which we had two walks and six hits. So eight base runners and a nine-inning ball game there. Not fantastic. You know, ideally you'd like to get that uh, averaging a base runner or, or, or more in inning. That's, that's, a, that's a solid recipe for success there. Um, and and we, were, uh, we were obviously a little bit below that. The biggest thing is is when we were getting on, two of those hits were solo homers, and those were the only two runs we scored. So that's like the biggest problem, right? Home run, you know, any analytical nerd will tell you, the home run, best possible outcome, that's what everyone should be trying to do. Sure, we, we got two of those. Um, but y- you got to produce runs in, uh, in, in other ways if you're not just hitting a homer every time you go up to the plate, right? Got to produce runs. And so if we take out the two hits, right, then, then we go from eight base runners to, to six base, base runners. <laughs> That's just me highlighting a different part of the word. 
we we go from we 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 have six base runners then right because the two solo homers those guys obviously aren't on base they produce their own runs so so you're looking at six guys in this nine inning game that were uh, that were actually on base at at one point and that is a that is that is not a very high number especially when you're going up against such a good team in the Rays and uh, a, yeah a, a team that had one two three four five six. 13 base runners in their game, which is uh, significantly better for obvious reasons. So the thing is, like, it's hard to even do too much analysis on this offense because, look, man, like, like baseball is already hard enough. It's hitting is already the hardest thing to do in pro sports. And, oh, oh, you can go ahead and, you know, send me a nasty DM. I, I don't really care. I get, <laughs> I get plenty. Um, it, it, it's, it's already the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit Major League Pitching. And, and now you're going up against a team in the Rays where you are never – you are facing a different pitcher every time you go to the plate because they do the opener thing. Right, they have they have mastered the opener. They have mastered the bullpen game better than any other team in baseball. Objectively, it's not even particularly close. No other team in baseball utilizes the the opener and or the bullpen game to its fullest potential like the Tampa Bay Rays. No one, no one even comes close. To be honest with you, so it's it's and 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 it's wild because. Like, if you're facing a pitcher that's in a groove, like, obviously that's difficult, right? You know, I mean, just under 30 perfect games have been thrown, like, in, in the history of baseball. Like, obviously, if a dude's on a, in, on a, on a roll, that, that's, that's hard to hit. And, and good pitchers know how to mix things up multiple times through the lineup, the second and third time, you know, that's, that's what the best pitchers in this league do, for sure. But... It is so difficult, and and I'm not sure I'm ready to say it's more difficult. I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure I'm that far down this this hole, um, but it is it is so unbelievably hard to go into a game knowing you are going to face if you have four at bats you are facing four different pitchers. <laughs> That's that's insanity. And not only is it four different pitchers like, oh, you know, a, a traditional starter. And then like, these are all power relief pitching arms that you are facing. And you are facing four different ones. You know, you're going to face four different ones. And all four of them can throw 98 and are, are like one inning hurlers. That's absurd. To, to, to just not have a, a starter, not have to like warm up to the bullpen. You're not, you, you can't like work the count and be like, oh, well, like, let's raise the pitch count because we might be able to knock this dude out of the game. Nope, he's done at the end of the inning and you know that. It's a totally different approach facing like a one inning reliever than it is a starter, especially once you get into the like, like innings three through six. And that is just gone. When you face the Rays, m- most of the time, 
And like ends pitched four innings. He he came in in the second. They used an opener. Head was the opener. Ends comes in 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 the in the second, and is still out by the fifth. After the fifth, I guess. That's that's it's so it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard facing this team. This team is so well run. So, um. Like I said, the two runs we scored, both solo homers. This this team just could not really produce a, a could not produce scoring threats. We have this thing where where we can get on base and then like like producing runs after we get on base is very difficult for this team and has been for the latter, best part of the I, I would say about a month now. I, I've been having this complaint. I mean, you can go back and listen. I, I'm sure I've said that line a million times in the last three or four weeks. So, yeah, and like we didn't strike out a ton. It was just, it's it's so difficult. It's so difficult to play this damn team, man. The Rays are are something else. And I know when the playoffs start, everybody roots for them because they're you know the the pretty much the underdog. You know, because of how low their payroll is and their and their you know attendance numbers and all that, and everybody loves them in the playoffs. But damn it, <laughs> damn it, it's a tough team to play. Very very tough team to play. When we are when we are good again and we are like pushing for for the playoffs and stuff, losses against this team are gonna piss me the hell off. I I already know it. So offensively, again, like it's just a really hard approach to to a just have in general and be analyzed because, like, like there's no like oh wow like we did great against the starter and then moved to the bullpen and has like like we faced everybody as if they were a one inning two inning reliever because they all were one inning two inning relievers and and uh, yeah I mean Jamer like good on him 800 OPS. Uh, I think he's probably played his way into outside of the first 20 games of 2020. He, he's been phenomenal the last two seasons. So um, I, I think he's. I think it's safe to say that uh, Jamer has played his way to be a long-term plan for this team. And it's a calendar year ago that was not a guarantee whatsoever. So that that's that's kind of crazy that in a calendar year he has gone from like maybe he's part of the future maybe he's not to like no yeah he's the third baseman when this team's a playoff team again and that's exciting that's exciting um like Nico homered I don't really care like good but like not, like I don't really care sure that good on you Nico uh and then that was pr- like it <laughs> that was that was pretty much it Scope drew a walk. We always we have to throw our parade when Scopey walks because that doesn't happen very often. Um, Willie Castro had, a, had another not decent AB. He has a six seventeen OPS. Like like Derek Hill got a hit. That's that's good. Also the other thing, all the hits outside of the two homers were singles. If you take away the two homers, we have zero extra base hits. So it's a lot of soft contact, not a lot of walks. And six base runners minus the minus the homers. Six base runners, no extra base hits, only two of them walks is not a good recipe for success very often. Um, and yeah, this Rays team took advantage of it. So such a tough team to fight. I'm sorry the analysis was mostly on the Rays and and more on the Rays pitching than it was 
our offense, but I, I feel like that that is what you have to do when, when you face this because it's it's <laughs> it's the race. <laughs> it's the damn race. All right, let's get into uh, the pitching because that was kind of a train wreck too. Uh, but first, got to talk to everybody about our best friends over at Built Bar. You've heard it, folks. You've heard it from me a million times. Nine delicious flavors. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor, the orange. I've been riding with it for a few weeks now. The cookies and cream is still incredible. I love it. Uh, I've been kind of having like this German chocolate fix lately too because I get the mixed box. It's two of each of the nine flavors. Don't have to pick and choose. You just get all of it. And then you know next time you order exactly what you want in your box. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, though, the reason I love them is because they're so healthy, too. It's a, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 17, 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and only 4 to 5 grams of net sugar. It's good for you, man. So order today. Get that German chocolate, get that orange, cookies and cream, whatever you like, mixed box. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that crazy? You'd be a step closer to being an Olympian, baby. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. You can follow the show at Twitter at LockedOnTigers. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Uh, yeah, that, that's, I think that's all I have to plug. All right, let's get into uh, this pitching here. Oh, man. Okay, so let's just get like some people out of the way. Drew Carlton, uh, sure, man. You did, you, you did your best. <laughs> you did your best. It, it was an ugly third of an inning. But, I mean, he recorded an out at least. Three walks. <laughs> not great. Certainly not great. Um, yeah, that, like, like, how, like I, I'm not going to do, like, uber analysis on Carlton. Like, it, that's, you know, not a, not a long-term piece. Hopefully he can come in and give us innings for the rest of the year, the last two weeks of the season here, because... Uh, like, like we're going to need it. We're, we're definitely going to need it. But, um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff is, is mediocre and I, I just hope he gives us relatively clean innings. That's all we can ask for. It's all we can ask for. Ian Kroll. It's a, it's amazing to me. Every time I see his name in a box score or on my TV, it, it, has not gotten less incredible that he's even on this team. Uh, <laughs> he was on the team in like the last time we made the playoffs. <laughs> he was like on the team in like 2013 or 14. Like, I, it's ridiculous to me that that he is even on this team. Uh, but a, a clean inning, I guess. One inning, one hit, two Ks. Uh, has been pretty solid too. For he usually only comes in for situational lefty stuff. Uh, I mean, but he has a four six ERA on the year. That's far from horrible. Um, so like, good on Ian Kroll, man. Good on Ian Kroll for for rejuvenating a, a what I thought was a was a done career a, a, a plethora of years ago. 
Good on him. Big ups to Ian Kroll. Uh, and then Foley came in, which was kind of exciting for the final inning. One walk, one K. He has uh, a pretty similar... He fits right in, I guess I'll say. He's pretty similar to Alex Lang and Gregory Soto and, and those kind of people in the sense that he's got really nasty stuff and really no control. Uh, that's it's a reoccurring theme throughout uh, quite a few people in this bullpen. Uh, so he fits right in. But, um, yeah, d- definitely some command issues still to work on. That walk was, was you know, pretty non-competitive. The strikeout was beautiful, though. And an eight-pitch eight inning where, like, the fact that this is even possible is kind of wild. So think about how hard it is to pitch an, a full inning, a f- record all three outs, but... You have to have a walk and a strikeout. Think about that. Is that even possible? This is this even right? Am I am I am I reading this right? Is that that can't be possible, right? That can't be possible. Like, I know he wasn't out there forever. Like I watched the damn game, but like I, I wasn't actively counting how many pitches he threw. That can't be possible. Because a walk is four pitches. A strikeout at best is three. So now you're talking about... Alright, something's afoot here. Am I Am I tripping? What is happening? Okay, I, I, think, I think my sheet is just wrong. I think my box score is just incorrect. There's no way his pitch count was eight. That, how is that possible? How could he, how, how did he, how did he pitch? I, I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember how many, I, I mean, the game ended like an hour ago. I, I, I don't remember him, I didn't count how many pitches he threw. How was it possible that he walked someone and recorded a strikeout? And only had eight pitches. Something's wrong. I, th- I think maybe like the last batter wasn't counted. Something's afoot. Something is afoot. That can't be right. It literally can't be. Okay. Anyway, I've spent too much time just, I guess, confused on, on this pitch count. Um, okay. Let's get into the, uh, the starter. Tyler Alexander gets the start. Um, I'm going to say what I say uh, often about about that, uh, about Tyler. Oh, you know what? No, it, it was eight. So, yes, it was eight because it was the, it was the double play. He struck out Zanino. He walked Kiermaier on four pitches. That's seven. And then Yandi. Yandi? Was it Yandi? Diaz? Grounded out into a double play. And it was it was eight pitches. So there you go. Okay. I, I'm Nobody's losing their mind. Everybody's still totally here. Everything's cool. Everything's cool, man. 
Okay, so we can forget about that complete. I'm going to leave that in for, for listener enjoyment. I'm going to leave this in. And then Monday, on Monday's show, I'm going to record and write down how many people DM'd me and called me an idiot before getting to this part of the show where I I recognize my mistake, acknowledge it, and correct it. Okay? Because it happens way more times than you guys would think. If you're somebody who's done it in the past, I still love you. It's okay. But it does happen. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a not take names or anything. I'm not an a-hole. But I'm going to keep just a tally of how many people send me DMs being like, wow, it's because of the double play, idiot. And then getting to this part, you can't unsend a DM, baby. You can try. Okay. Uh, so Tyler Alexander, not not too much analysis though, for real. Um, I know that I say that pretty much anytime he starts, but... Uh, like he, he's not a long-term starter. He, he's a pretty effective long reliever. And I like having a, a lefty out of the pen that if your starter's in trouble, you can go to, he can come out in the second or third inning. If your starter gets into trouble early in a game and can take you to the bullpen, he can be a great bridge pitcher like that. Uh, and, and lefties that can give you multiple innings are, are so valuable. So, so I, He's a 4-1-3 ERA on the year. Like, like he's he's had a very respectable season. And I think that he holds immense value. I do. I, well, immense might be stretching it. But you get the point. I, I think he holds value in this bullpen. I would like to see him on the team next year. Um, I'm very okay with him on, on, on the, the team. But um, this, is, this is not him being a starter has never been and will never be a long-term plan. So, like, it's hard for me to go into, like, too much analysis on his starts because I know that this is only because we're injury-riddled to, to Helen back and and need him to. Um, so, five and two-thirds, five hits, four runs, three of them earned, two walks, four strikeouts on 81 pitches. A really respectable day at the office. Um, he gave up a lot of hard contact, homers, um, and, uh, a lot of pretty damn hard hit flyouts. Um, but I mean, two walks and four K's and in almost six innings, like I'll, we'll, we'll take that. He was an out away from, from a quality start. I mean, three earned runs. He, he was an out away from six innings, three earned. So, uh, definitely against a, a team, a, a phenomenal raised team. Right, Rays have the second best record in baseball. Third, right? Giants one, Dodgers two, Rays three. I think that's right. So, um, a, a very very good team, a very very well run organization, and and he and he put together a solid enough performance. I don't I don't think anyone's super upset or or you know fuming mad about about the Tyler Alexander's performance against the Rays that that's that's solid enough so not too much analysis but got us to you know a fine fine performance fine performance we've been over his stuff a million times that I don't need to reiterate my my thoughts and feelings on Tyler Alexander's stuff and command and all that um but yeah solid enough good big ups good on him okay 
let's get into our uh, our final segment here. Just look at the uh, the the rest of the season and then the mud hens a little bit. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. They're back and better than ever. All eyes are on all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another season of football. We love football back. Love it. Just crazy Thursday night game going on during the uh, during the Tigers game as well. Okay. New updated site, new interface, more odds, props, contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and receive your 100% welcome bonus. No longer 50, your 100% welcome bonus. That doubles your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 and promo code Locked On from football, basketball, and boxing Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers right now. Available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's also talk about DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. Watching your sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way. To get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your TV and on demand together like never before. You can watch favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. It's Directv. Dot com compatible device required content varies based on package all right everybody let's wrap this puppy up final segment of locked on tigers send you into your weekend uh so the tigers remaining so we're now 70 and 77 okay i i would love to go 500 i really would the thing is okay the thing about going 500 is so now we would have to go 11 and 4 the remainder of the season. Is my math right there? We're 70 and 77. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's right. 8, 9, 10, 1. Yeah, I'm counting on my fingers. I'm glad you guys can't see. Uh, so, yeah, we have to go 11 and 4 the, the, uh, the, the last 15 games of the season here to go 500, which is already a tall ask. Right, uh, and then you look at the schedule. Three more games against the Rays, three games against the White Sox, then a six-game stretch between the Royals and Twins, and then we end the season with three more games against the White Sox. It's hard to find 11 wins into that. It really is. I mean, like, like even if, even if we sweep the Royals and Twins, okay? So let's just let's just play. Even if we sweep the Royals and Twins, so now we need to find five wins, okay? We need to find five wins between three games against the Rays and six games against the White Sox. So in, in nine games against the Rays slash White Sox, we would need to go five and four. That's doable, but then you add on 
going literally undefeated against the Royals and Twins in in six straight games. It's a tall order. It's not impossible. It's not. We have an over 500 record against against teams that are over 500. We you know, we're we're comfortably over 500 since May 8th and the uh, and the All-Star break. I mean, this is it is not ridiculously far-fetched. That being said, it is going to be far from easy. That's it's a it's a it is a tall order. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Um, so we'll see. That that's my that's my like one at this point. That's what I got my eye on. I would love to go 500. I would not stop talking about it. Oh, okay. Then lastly, for a little uh, a, a mini prospect update. The Toledo Mudhens are the Midwest Division champs. You absolutely love to see that. They uh, they they won today, and uh, and and yeah, are, are the Midwest Division champs. A lot of really good prospects down there currently, and a little a lot of highly regarded prospects just have have played for them this year and and or or gone through them or whatever. Uh, so it's really nice to see as much as like tanking is, is, is prevalent in baseball now and stuff. This is one of the reasons why the minors are so valuable because you can instill like a, a, a winning culture into these guys, even with your major league team sucking and like, we don't suck anymore and that's great, but it's it's nice that that Torkelson and Riley Green and 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 Dingler and and you know I mean even Zach Short, Isak Peretti's like it's nice that these guys can can be on a team that uh that that wins. It's nice to see them not go out there and and just get rolled over every night and stuff. So so that's nice. That's very nice, and we will gladly take it, and that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, big ups Toledo, baby. Big ups Toledo, and hopefully they can bring some of that winning with them next season when the kids start getting called up. All right, that'll do it for uh, for this episode and this week's of episodes at Locked on Tigers. Thank you guys for rocking with me. It means the world. Um, any show notes? I don't think so. We have some interviews set up for the start of next week, but I don't know when you guys are going to hear those. Either off days or just at the end of the season. We'll see. Fun was, though. We got draftees. We got we got people drafted. In the, I did my 2021 uh, draft class update this week, a couple of days ago. One of the reasons why I wanted to do that was because I wanted to remind everyone of the names and keep them fresh because we have uh, quite a few of them coming on the show. We got a lot of interviews set up with uh, with with guys that were drafted in the 2021 class. So so that'll be super fun, hopefully, this offseason. The plan for the offseason is when the Tigers aren't making moves and are quiet, we're just going to interview it the F up. That's the plan. So expect some fun interviews. We already got some fun people lined up. Um yeah, so stay tuned, baby. We're, we're, we're going to keep the party rocking all off season because that's what we do. All right, I'll let you guys on your way. 
First, though, got to talk to you about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. I told you a million times. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. So get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right. Thank you, guys. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I will catch y'all Monday kicking off. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hope, if we can split against Tampa, I'd be ecstatic. You know, if we could just split. If we grab two wins in this series, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. All right, I'll catch you on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.